The Lord be with you. And also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The reign of God is like the case of the owner of an estate who went out at dawn to hire workmen for his vineyard. After reaching an agreement with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them out in the vineyard. He came out about mid-morning, and he saw other men standing around the marketplace without work. So he said to them, You too go along to my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is fair. At that they went away. He came out again around noon and about mid-afternoon, and he did the same. Finally, going out in late afternoon, he found still others standing around. To these he said, Why have you been standing idle all day? Well, no one has hired us, they told him. And he said, You, you go in the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workmen and give them their pay, but begin with the last group and end with the first. When those hired late in the afternoon came up, Well, they received a full day's pay. When the first group appeared, they supposed that they would get more. Yet they received the same daily wage. Thereupon they complained to the owner, This last group did only an hour's work, but you put them on the same basis as us, who have worked a full day in the scorching heat. My friend, he said to them, I do you no injustice. You agreed on the usual wage, did you not? Take your pay. Go home. I intend to give this man who was hired last the very same pay as you. I am, I am free to do as I please with my money, am I not? Or are you envious because I am generous? Thus, The last shall be first, and the first shall be last. And this is the gospel of the Lord. Last Sunday, I was in Washington, D.C., uh, Sister Alice and myself and Karen Camerino, and we were there for a um, for a meeting on the RCIA, the Right for Christian Initiation of Adults. And um, to be perfectly honest with you, when this meeting was uh, first, um, well, I wasn't I wasn't very enthused about going, but I told Sister Alice I would go, and I tried to kind of hint about getting out of it. And uh, I could tell that wasn't going to work at all. And the main reason I didn't want to go is because the timing wasn't right. I had just been on vacation for 12 days, and I came back on, on Labor Day on that Monday, and then I had to leave again on Thursday. But I want to tell you, the Lord obviously wanted me there, because it was an incredible, incredible conference. Um, the Lord's just doing something in my life right now. I know I keep saying that, but it's called, I know it's called grace. 
And it's, um, and I'm just, whatever he's doing, I hope he keeps on doing it because I love it. Uh, but I, but I fight him and I argue with him. Um, let me give you, let me just tell you, I, I'm just talking today and you'll see why in a second. One thing that they said uh, in the conference that one of the speakers said was this guy got up and he said, every speaker, there are two principles for every speaker that every speaker should follow. One principle is never assume that your audience is having as much fun as you are. <laughs> I think that's great. I like that one. I hadn't heard that one before. The second one I had heard, but I felt that was really good. Uh, because you do. You, you, boy, you get carried away with you. You know, you, you're scared to death to come up here. I, after 20 years, you're still scared to come up, let me tell you. And, but once you get up there, then it's hard to turn you off, <laughs> or me. Uh, anyway, the second principle is um, make sure that whatever you have to say is better than silence. Well, that, that puts the pressure on. <laughs> and, and there's a lot of truth to that. And I guess what I'm saying to you today is this. Um, I, uh, I can't say anything better than, than silence, than what the Lord said in those three incredible re uh, readings today. Um, I, again, what I'm trying to say is, for some reason this week, every time I sat down to try, I knew what I wanted to say, but it's important for me to try to sit down and put it all together, okay? And every time I tried to put it together and take the time to do that, it seemed to me that the Lord was saying to me, I don't want you to sit down and study my word. I want you to live it because something would happen every time to stop it. And some, something, someone would come in or something would happen or some, uh, we, we had a death this week and, um, um, really, um, 24 year old man, Tim, uh, uh, a young man, just incredible guy, um, um, and I felt such a sense of privilege. Um, and that's where the Lord wanted me. And ye yesterday afternoon, it was like right before the funeral, about a, a two hours before the funeral. And, um, in, and I, I had saved this time. I said, this is the last time I've got for tomorrow. And so uh, somebody saw me outside. Now, I'm not, you know, I thank God they did. But they saw me outside and they came in. And I said, you know, my first impulse, I love spontaneity. I, I said this um, at, at the last Mass and it, it dawned on me. I like my spontaneity. I don't like your spontaneity. <laughs> That's the kind of spontaneity I like. And I couldn't figure out what it was because I've always seen myself as a spontaneous person. And the first thing I said to this person and they're here at this, this liturgy, and, and I can apologize to them because the first thing I said was, but in so many words, was, you don't understand. I've got this funeral, and I've got this, and I've got that. And, and I was feeling that pressure. And I could uh, just thank my tongue out for that. Then turn to the scriptures. Praise God they came on in because they were absolute gift to me. So to this person... I want to apologize for, for my hesitancy to be what the Lord was calling me to be at that moment. And, um, and, I, and I thank you because you were a sheer gift to me and you gave me that gift in my life. 
And, uh, and I sat down with the scriptures, and what are the scriptures saying? The scriptures are saying to me, um, my time is not your time. Come to my time. And that gorgeous verse, you know, that this is what Isaiah is saying. And Isaiah is saying, Ed, you've got all this clutter. Come to me while you still can, while you can still hear my voice. Come to me in all the clutter of your life. And this is where I want you, right here and now. And then that beautiful second reading where, where uh, Paul is saying, it doesn't make any difference whether I'm physically alive or physically dead. What is important because is Christ Jesus, because my whole life, all of life is Jesus. Choose Jesus. And so I said to myself, you know, it was at that moment that I let go of all the, all the, um, most of the pressure I was feeling at that point, because I thought, hey, I was bargaining with God. Do you ever do that? I was saying, listen, God, you don't understand. I gotta face thousands of people tomorrow, and I'm doing it for you. You know, and come on, I, you gotta give me the time. I'll do the work, but you gotta give me the time, and the Lord said, no. Lord, uh, Ed, um, I want you somewhere else. And then in that gorgeous gospel that he says, I don't care what, it's never too late. I just love the socks off of it. It's never, ever too late. Ever. I've got the same measure for you. I want to tell you, my life is such gift. I guess, you know, maybe maybe the Lord just wanted me to share with you and, and where I am today. Yesterday, that candle burned twice. That candle burns for us twice in our life. On the day we are baptized, on the day we are buried. The Easter candle. On the day we are, are baptized, that's the beginning of our journey home. Of course, when we die, that is the, the completion of that walk. And yesterday, that candle burned for both. For Tim, as he went home to the Lord, for three at 533, gorgeous little kids who were baptized in that pool over there. I am so privileged when I let go and let God, I am so privileged to share in your life and to share in Tim's life and in his folks' life and in their grief and their hurt and in the joy of those parents. My life is such a joy. So I guess what I'm hearing the Lord, and I'll, I'll be quiet after this, what I'm hearing the Lord say to me this weekend is, Ed, you got a choice. You can choose the world, you can choose yourself, or you can choose me. And I guess the gift he really gave to me this weekend is choosing him is choosing life. And that's what I want, and I hope I come a little bit closer to that this weekend. So bless you all.